Welcome back to On Your Terms. I'm your host, Sam Vanderweelen. I'm so excited to chat with you today all about paying yourself because this is such a popular topic on the podcast. I have done a deep dive before in episode 58 on how to pay yourself. So if you haven't listened to episode 58, I definitely recommend listening to it alongside this one or before this one, doesn't really matter. But if you want to know exactly how to do it, episode 58 is where it's at. But today I wanted to talk with you all about some of the most common mistakes that I see when people try to pay themselves. So before we start talking about paying yourself, I have to share with you one of my favorite things. I always like wait to test things out for a long time myself before I ever recommend anything to anybody. But I've been trying to like, okay, long story short, I would say since my parents have both died, within a year of each other, um, which is rough if you can imagine. Um, I've had to like really take supreme care of myself and I, you know, it's included a lot of things like exercising, like lifting weights more, like both so that it gets me out of the house, but also because it's good for my body and it's like creating community there. Um, I've also like had to figure out a lot to do with sleep because I don't sleep well. Like apparently when both of your parents die and it causes a lot that much stress and sadness, um, it interrupts your sleep. So I've had to like do a lot around my sleep and you know, I love my coffee and I don't necessarily drink a lot of coffee. I feel like that's a common misconception about me is that I drink a lot of coffee. It's just that I really, really like coffee, but I actually don't drink a ton of it. So um, one of the things I've been trying to do is like give myself more time in the morning before I drink coffee, get some sunlight in my eye, kind of like the Dr. Huberman effect or whatever. And, um, and then when I do have coffee, I was interested in like not overloading my system and like spiking my cortisol. So, um, I'm obsessed with these little coffee pods, capsule things, um, from a company called Cometeer because I will literally try anything when it comes to coffee. Like if there's like some new technology, I'm so interested. So my friend Aaron had told me about these Cometeer pods. They're like frozen capsules. So you put them in the freezer and then you can thaw them in the fridge or you thaw them on the counter. And they're like flash frozen um, things of coffee that you just pour hot water over. Or if you're going to have ice, you just let it melt and, and, you know, then you have it over your ice or whatever. And the reason I'm telling you is because they have a half calf version of this. And so I've been like every morning doing my little routine, taking my time, having food first, you know, doing all the things. And then I have a half calf of comet here. So like, I just wanted to mention that because if anybody here loves coffee, but maybe you're caffeine sensitive or trying to limit your caffeine or even like, it's kind of cool because I'll have like my cup of half calf. And then if like an hour later, I want a second cup, I have another half calf and I keep joking with Ryan, like that's only one cup of coffee. Um, so it's just really convenient. I'll drop a link down below to Cometeer because they give us anybody who gets Cometeer gets like a code to share with friends. You save money. I think I get something off my maybe my next box, or I think eventually they'll send me like a mug or something, which would be really awesome. Um, so <laughs> I love mugs and, and God knows I need another one. So, um, I'll share that down below. Um, but I just thought I'd share that with you because I know so many of you are always interested in like caffeine related stuff and coffee and all that good stuff. Okay. So I did a deep dive on how to pay yourself in episode 58, like I mentioned, but people can still make mistakes. So like, even though in that episode I teach you like how to pay yourself and like kind of the thought process behind it, people still make mistakes when it comes to paying themselves because we're human, you know, it's fine. So depending on 
which mistake you make that we're going to talk about today. There are like at least six that I'm going to go over. I'm sure there are many, many more mistakes that we can all make, but I'm going to go over the six big ones. Depending on which one you make though, it can range from being like a tax issue to like something that just holds your business back and like doesn't allow you to grow your business to something that's like penalizing yourself as a business owner that when you shouldn't be right. Um, and like just holding yourself back. Paying yourself can be really, really confusing. So I think it's best to just like break down the break down the confusion and the noise around it. So what is mistake number one? Okay. Mistake number one, I would say when it comes to paying yourself is that I see people pay themselves too much. Why is that a mistake? Well, because for many different reasons, but, and, and a lot of, you're going to hear me repeat myself a lot today, but I'm going to do it anyway, because I think sometimes it takes, you know, several times from several angles to really understand something. And this stuff is confusing. So if you're confused and overwhelmed, let's take a deep breath together. It's okay to be confused and overwhelmed. And that's why you are going to hear me say things over and over from different angles. So paying yourself too much is a mistake because we need to have some money in reserves for many different things. So let's say let's we're going to use like super basic examples today. If you make $1000, you have $1000 in your bank account or whatever and you pay yourself $950, you're only leaving $50 for your operating expenses to pay your taxes, like even just to cover the taxes on the amount you just paid yourself because that's not tax deductible. We're going to think about that or we're going to talk about that in a sec. You're not leaving any room to build up capital, right? So one of the mistakes I think people make in the beginning is paying themselves too much because they're taking too much out of the business. I think that one of the things that really helped me to grow my business, um, yes, over the years, right? Like it didn't happen overnight. I'm not an overnight success story and that's fine. So don't look to me if that's what you're looking for. But um, one of the things that helped me to build it over years was that I was very focused on building up my reserves. And those reserves are what helped me to capitalize when the moment was right. Um, so when it comes to paying yourself, you want to make sure that whatever amount you're choosing to cut yourself a check from, you'll hear me talk about that in episode 58, is leaving enough in your account to cover many months of your operating expenses, to build up some reserves in your business, and also to pay your taxes, right? So we and to give yourself some wiggle room to like invest in some unexpected things, like maybe you have enough to cover your expenses, but what happens when you want to decide you decide you want to start a podcast and it's a few hundred dollars to buy some equipment, right? So that's why we have reserves and we we build up. So we want to make sure that we're not paying ourselves too much. Now, mistake number two on the flip side is that I see people paying themselves too little, right? Too little is not good because you're not going to be able to survive as a human without getting paid. <laughs> I think we all know that. But sometimes people will pay themselves so little and then say, like, I can't do this for long because it's not, you know, covering my bills. And I'm like, well, how much are you paying yourself? Well, I'm only paying myself $200. It's like, why are you only paying yourself $200? So unless that's what make fi makes financial sense based on you know, what we just talked about in, in mistake number one, um, that that's not a great balance either because you're not going to, you know, be able to sustain running a business for a long time if you're not able to live, obviously. Now, just to combine mistake number one and mistake number two a little bit, because we just did a little bit of Goldilocks, like don't pay yourself too much, don't pay yourself too little. How much is it, like how much is right, right? It That is so dependent. That's a really tough question to ask because 
you know, it depends on how much you're making, right? So then I would look at that balance of like, what's a what's a comfortable number that I can pay myself? And then knowing that I have the expenses covered in my bank account, I have taxes covered in my bank account, and I have a little left over, so I'm starting to build up some reserves in case I hit some tough times. The way that I like to look at it is like when I was in the beginning, I was like, how much could I pay myself consistently right now? So if you look at your account and, you know, this month you could pay yourself $1,500, but then that might mean that next month you don't get paid. What if instead you paid yourself $500 for the next three months? Like I like thinking that's how I treated it in the beginning was like I started seeing long-term pattern like, okay, I see that I could, I would love to take out more. Don't get me wrong. But I got to pay for my coffee subscriptions. <laughs> but but I I saw like what amount was okay for me over time. Um, so I think that that's helpful. I think it's also helpful for like budgeting purposes to see, obviously you should be going into this knowing like how much do you need to make as a human? So like how much you need to be pulling out of your business. That might mean that in the beginning, you're not only relying on your business's income. So when I started my business, I knew how much I needed to live and there was no way my little baby business at that time was going to be able to do that for me. And I wasn't going to put that kind of pressure on it. So instead, I hung on to an attorney job for an additional six months to bank, you know, to bank up that amount of money so that I could pay myself over time because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do it. I also started selling things. I was like pitching in, like asking people if they needed help for the day and like getting paid for a day's worth of work. Like I was doing all different kinds of stuff because I didn't want to put that pressure on my business. So I just wanted to mention that to you in case you're feeling that. Like, I think it's something that people don't talk about that they had to do in the beginning. Um, And I remember in the beginning, I was paying myself very, very little, like a few hundred dollars or something per month because I had saved up the money I was working for my other job. So my business didn't really need to like supplement my income that much, what I needed to bring home, you know? Um, And so I then would look at my business long-term and say, okay, can I do $500 for the next few months? Okay, now I'm seeing it's more comfortable. Can I do $1,000? And then eventually it was like $2,000 and then three, four, five, 10, 15, right? So it kept going. Um, But I only shift when I can see that I can pay myself that consistently for a long time. And the way that I always do it, which is probably very conservative, is like, could I pay myself for this for however long if nothing new came in? (laughs) I mean, I know I have my recurring revenue, but like if I didn't make any additional sales, because then what I found was over time, new sales always came in. Like the business always grew. If you continue to work hard and you have a good product and all that stuff, it continues to grow. And so by doing that, I was just like setting myself up for safe growth. And I think not pulling out too much of, from the business really made my business very healthy and not pulling out too little made me really healthy. You know, it made me keep going and I was seeing improvement and progress. All right, now let's get back to our mistakes. Mistake number three is thinking that your payments to yourself are tax deductible or that they're business expenses. So the amount that you pay yourself when you're just a single member LLC, you're not an S-corp, so that means you're not filing taxes as an S-corp, you're just a regular old LLC, and you would know the difference because if you become an S-corp, you're getting a paycheck and it's a totally different ballgame. If you're just like transferring money yourself or cutting yourself a check, those what we call owner's draws are not tax deductible. What that means is that it does not reduce your taxable income of your business, so you still owe taxes on that money. So that's why when you go to pay yourself $1,000, for example, 
that $1,000 is taxable. And so we need to set aside. So it's like, it, it costs, I'm just making up numbers because it, the, how much you get taxed depends on like a lot of different factors. But the way you kind of have to think about it is like paying yourself $1,000 really costs like $1,200 or $1,300 because of all the taxes that you have to pay on it. So when you're transferring that money, it's almost like you need to make sure that there's $1,300 available, not just the 1000 that you're actually paying yourself. All right, mistake number four is approaching paying yourself with a feast or famine attitude or mindset. So this kind of goes back to mistake number one and two, but I think that it can really hurt a business when you pay yourself way too much and then you're like, oh, I have to completely starve myself. I can't pay myself in the next several months. And then you pay yourself too much and it's hard on cash flow. I think it's hard to budget. It's hard to start, you know, get consistent. It's hard, like once you bring somebody in to help you with your business, like it's hard to know, like if I was taking like huge swaths of money here and there, it's very hard to know like, that they have the consistency and that, that they can set up a budget, you know? So it's really important, I think, that you don't have as much of this feast famine mindset when it comes to paying yourself. But that's, I think I've mentioned multiple times now throughout the episode of like having more of this mindset of like, what can I do consistently? What can I do safely? And if you want to revisit that every two or three months, like revisit it every two or three months and maybe it can go up and that's okay. But I think consistency is better than the flip-flopping. Mistake number five is not marking the payments to yourself properly in your bookkeeping. So this can happen when you have your accounts all mixed or you're doing digital transfers or you write a check to yourself, but you don't mark it. You should always be marking those as owner's draws um, or owner's pay or whatever your bookkeeping software wants to do. Or if you have an accountant or a bookkeeper, obviously you should follow their advice. But generally speaking, you want to make sure it's always marked properly so that they understand what it is. And it's going to also go in your personal income tax return. Mistake number six, last but not least, is not reinvesting in the business and allowing some capital to build up. Because honestly, that's a form of investing in yourself too, right? So that's that's how I always saw it. In the beginning, like I mentioned, I would not only make sure that there was enough revenue in my business bank account to cover my taxes and to cover all my expenses in the business, but also... I was building up a little bit of an arsenal and I probably let mine build up too much. Um, You don't need to build up that big of an arsenal, but I let it build up for so long because obviously I have my own safety and like security issues with feeling okay and safe and comfortable with money. And I wanted to feel like super safe and secure. And now I'm like, I could, you know, ride into the sunset. You don't need to do that uh, for that long. But I do recommend building up some sort of capital so that, you know, when you go to invest in a big project, like you want to get a website done, for example, or you want to hire like an SEO expert or um, you want to travel to like the first couple of conferences and it's expensive to fly and stay and all that, that's going to be super helpful. I know for me, in case you're ever interested in ads, this is where it came like really, really to be so beneficial when it came to ads because when I invested in Facebook ads and Instagram ads, I guess it was back in early 2020. I think it was like the month before COVID. Um, I had really lucky timing. But um, when I invested in Facebook ads for the first time, I went into it with an experimenter's mindset. And so I was able to say like, you know what? I'm going into this. I was so nervous to spend that much money. My ad management fee is is expensive. You know, the amount I started out paying very little, uh, maybe two to $5,000 or something in ad spend, which for me at the time felt like a million dollars, you know, 
And so I started doing that and all that, but I knew that it, I wanted to commit to it for several months because you it takes time for them to kick in. And I knew that if they didn't work out, that it was an experiment. And yes, it would sting and all that, but it wouldn't sink my business. So I really recommend, you know, building up some sort of capital. Obviously, capital is all relative as you're building. In the beginning, my capital was a few hundred dollars and a few thousand dollars and tens of and then hundreds of. So it's different as your business continues to grow and you got to start somewhere. And um, I want you to think of like pennies that you're depositing over time are going to add up to many, many dollars. So it might not feel like a lot right now, but you got to chip away and continue to save that up. So if you were to take away three things from this episode, I would say is that one, you have to listen to episode 58 if you haven't already, because you want to learn how to properly pay yourself so you're not getting in any legal trouble or anything like that. The second thing is that I, I think you probably realize that you know, there's a bit of a balance here of like not paying yourself too much, not too little. And the third is this idea that it is not tax deductible, so therefore you have to be really conscientious when you're transferring the money that you have enough to pay taxes on it and you're building up that little arsenal of capital, and we have enough to pay our taxes and enough to pay our expenses, and therefore we feel good and safe and protected. So I hope that this was helpful today, talking about some of the biggest mistakes that people make when they're paying themselves. If you think this would be helpful for one of your friends or a colleague, if you could text it to them really quickly, that would be so helpful. Please follow and subscribe to the show wherever you listen. Leave a quick rating or review if you have time. And I'll make sure I drop all of the resources that I mentioned today, including episode 58 in the show notes below. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the On Your Terms podcast. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You can also check out all of our podcast episodes, show notes, links, and more at samvanderweelen.com slash podcast. You can learn more about legally protecting your business and take my free legal workshop, Five Steps to Legally Protect and Grow Your Online Business at samvanderweelen.com. And to stay connected and follow along, follow me on Instagram at samvanderweelen and send me a DM to say hi. Just remember that although I am a attorney, I am not your attorney and I am not offering you legal advice in today's episode. This episode and all of my episodes are informational and educational only. It is not a substitute for seeking out your own advice from your own lawyer. And please keep in mind that I can't offer you legal advice. I don't ever offer any legal services, but I think I offer some pretty good information.